hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week, we discuss our final regular season game against Western United. We look ahead to our upcoming finals campaign. We catch up with Mariners assistant coach Nahul Arate. And as always, we answer your questions. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Luke, Jimmy and Morrow. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Finals pod. You know what's coming. Finals pod. You know what's coming. You know what's coming. Finals pod, baby. Yes, that feels good. (laughs) Apologies to the office workers still at work. Yeah, yeah. We'll just get around the finals. Yeah. Our blood pressure just went up. This is the first finals pod that we've ever done. Wow. Ever. Even going back a decade, we'd never recorded around finals. Time. So this is the first finals pod. Seven period. years of shite. It's been eight of four years. Talking <laughs> long, about seven loss long after loss years of shite. Spoon after spoon and we're here. Four days is a long time in football again. Oh, it's an eternity in football. Oh, I can't believe the negativity in last week's episode compared to... <laughs> Who were those people? <laughs> well, what, what we're about to speak about. Oh, a bunch of absolute fuckwits. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they all should pull their heads in. <laughs> They definitely should. Uh, uh, I just don't want, is it going to be bad omens? Because we'll have win-loss, win-loss. No. Win, no, 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 no. Let's no, cut no. Jimmy's mic no, off no. now for that negativity end. <laughs> just realistic. <laughs> so am I. I'm realistically, positively, absolutely buzzing. Let's, uh, let's dive in with Fred's question. This week it's brought to you by Forum Phoenix from the ccmfans.net forum. Again, uh, thank you, Forum Phoenix, for your donation. Forum Phoenix asks... Is it coming home? If so, how and why? If not, why not? I like how what he's done here. So usually when he posts on the forum, it's quite long. It is, yeah. He has. He's, he's, I like his opinions. I do like his posts. Mm. But yeah, they uh, generally take a bit of reading time. What he's done here is flipped it on us. So he's given us a short question, but he's expecting a long answer. As opposed to a long question with a two or three word yes. answer. Well done for him. Yes. So triple well or quadruple barreled question or something there. It's going to, yeah, it's going to take time. Yes. Thank you for the money for our chicken. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> is it coming home? Uh, Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I filled up the swear jar last week. I can't put yeah. any more in. So. We will try to pull it back this week. <laughs> uh, yes. If so, how and why? Because um, the Mariners are good at doing good sporting stories. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. So because, uh. because of the full-blown narrative that is now in effect of going from wooden spooners, finishing in third place... We've got a coach and a very good assistant coach uh, who we speak to today um, who have, you know, uh, also on their own little narrative, even though they may not speak about it, but I think we all know that they've, they were always going to move into the next role with, a, with obviously a big uh, point to prove. After what happened with the Matildas, um, the writing's on the wall. The writing is on the wall. I if, would say... If not why, we lose this weekend. Oh. <laughs> That's the simple answer. <laughs> that just chopped me. I'm just going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to say no because we just... There's a lot of games there where we haven't been able to see off the result. Um, obviously, lately we've turned the, the draws into losses or wins. 
and it only takes one loss at this stage to uh, to not fulfil your destiny. You should have been here last week and got all that negatory vibe out of yourself because <laughs> Mate, don't you provide that, actual analysis. Exactly. What are you doing? Stop it. There was logic, and we don't want to hear any of that logical stuff that you were saying. But is it coming home? Yes, I think it may come home. I'm, see there, I've gone in between there a little bit. It may come home. It may come home because. It'll come home because we win our third game from now. There we go. That's a little bit cryptic. Um, no, I think that we're a genuine shot now because things have sort of changed dynamics-wise around some of the other teams. They've got players missing. That Some of those are big players. And we, while we have lost a big player, we have also gained a big player in his place. Um, and uh, so I would say that we have every chance to capitalise on our continued good improvement at the right time and go all the way. And, yes, let's ride that baby all the way to the finishing post, boys. I think at the very least we're, we're a good chance of giving the finals a good shake-up here. Um, you know, we win this weekend. Um, we go down to face Sydney. and We've had a pretty okay record against Sydney this season. Um, a win and a draw and played pretty well in both games. And then we either take on any of Adelaide, Brisbane, who we've never played in the grand final, or uh, Melbourne City. So so we can't lose is what you're saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well your words. Look, <laughs> well said. Look, I I kind of had a bit of hope and faith against the Newcastle, in, in the Newcastle match and... We all, know who, we all know how that turned out. <laughs> Look, if I was here last week, it would have been R-rated pod. You couldn't have published it. <laughs> The good sense. There was a lot of editing that had to be done in post. (laughs) Look, I'm cautiously optimistic about this weekend. We know exactly how MacArthur play. They play the same way all year. Do they gamble it this weekend and catch us unawares? Mm, It's hard to say. Mm. Well, the only team that we haven't beaten in the finals is Brisbane. We got absolutely pumped by them in one game at home, which was just an off night, I think. Well, two then, of those goals came in the 89th and 94th yeah. minute. Yeah, the game was gone. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't that And bad. I think in the general play, we weren't that bad, even mm. though the four goals were poor. We played better that game than we did last weekend. Yeah. And uh, in, the, in the next game, which was like a week and a half later or whatever it was up there in Redcliffe, uh, was that, it was one or was it? Or yes, that was on that um, in the marsh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that, that was Neil Orr, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. So that that was also a pretty close game. Um, but I mean, if if you look at the other teams around in the finals and what we've managed to do to them this season, the the Sydney away game, uh, the City game at home, mm. uh, the game down there where they confirmed the plate, uh, we were well in that. Um, well, they well, we won't have players back by then, will we? No, no, they're oh, gone no. for the entire finals gone campaign. The, so they'll yeah. still be missing players like McLaren and Curtis Good, etc. One hundred percent. So, and I mean, and this is sort of the other thing. The only other team that's really not sort of affected by that in the finals is Brisbane. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. and they are a bogey side. So, if we can somehow avoid, and there is a timeline where we do avoid Brisbane, is that right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. If Adelaide beat Brisbane this weekend, yes. There we go. So if I we can avoid Brisbane in the finals, there's absolutely no reason why the boys should not feel confident uh, that we can go all the way. Oh, I tell you what, I would. I was going to say something rude, but if we beat Adelaide in a final by a dodgy VAR, 
<laughs> Goal. Oh. I'll run on the pitch. Just oh, Italian fingers. Oh. Cheers. Yeah. Stefan Mork is crying. Uh, oh, salty Mork tears mm. would be fantastic. Write that in your diary. Yeah. <laughs> Go and get sued again. <laughs> I wonder how that case is going. Actually. I would like to know, Stefan, if you're listening, how's that um, plagiarism going for your little... Diary book business there, mate. <laughs> Just going to Google Stephen Mork fuckwit. Is that, <laughs> that Stephen Malk you're talking about? Stephen Malk. Stephen Malk. I think the ground announcer called him. Yeah, wow. yeah. Also, how's uh, Jakobsen's speeding fine going? I wonder who's actually... Oh. I wonder who's driving him to training. Now. Wasn't it like 120 k's in a school zone in a or something? school zone? <laughs> Excuse me. That's a bit rude. S- certainly wasn't <laughs> speeding on the paddock. Hey, uh, got him. Yes, yes. <laughs> Got him. Absolutely nailed him. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Jimmy, I'm going to go there and say, uh, why not? I didn't answer why not. Why not? Because Jimmy has made a guard around himself about the size of Fort Knox. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a possible why not, but I'm, I'm hoping that that's wrong. What I do, I, I tuned out. I'm, I'm literally trying to find out what's happening with Stephen Walk. <laughs> <laughs> he is so insignificant you won't find anything. Look up Stephen Mount. I'm asking Adelaide fans. We'll, uh, Are there we'll, Adelaide fans? Oh, <laughs> We'll come back to that later <laughs> in the show. <laughs> Let's take a look at our game from Saturday night, of course, as we played host to Western United. The good guys getting the three points, uh, two goals to nil. Jack Clisby continues his run of goal scoring form this week, um, opening the scoring in the 25th minute. His name is not Jack Clisby. <laughs> it is Roberto Carlos. <laughs> In peak form. Correct. Roberto Carlos reincarnate. It's in- incredible. Correct. I don't know what's happening. What a turnaround though. Yeah. What a what a turnaround from the Newcastle game, which was, you know, let's not go back. Um, uh, short turnaround again from the Newcastle game, obviously, as Nahul sort of says um, today when we speak to him, is it can be a good thing. It gives you the chance to not sort of dwell on a bad result or performance and to make up for it. And I I think um, it'd be interesting to know if the boys knew the result of the game before, hours before going on the pitch to know that we needed to win, didn't we, to get the home final? Yeah. Yeah. When we walked out onto the pitch, yeah. So it'd be interesting to know if they knew that or not. I'm going to guess maybe no. Knowing Knowing what stage is like, he probably would have left that out and just said, play this game as is and mm. wasn't pretty, I don't think, but we got the job done. With Clisby's goal, it came off a corner. That was put in by Stensis, wasn't it? It was. was. What a ball in. Can we talk about that? Yes. He's getting very good at his deliveries from set ball pieces. Yes. Can we get Stens on corners and leave Roberto Carlos in the box? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. From now on? I also like how the Canon and the Grand Announcer were fashionably right, late. No, let's talk about this. So I had several messages <laughs> saying, you awake up there or something? <laughs> <laughs> so um, when the ball hits the back of the net, we look at the referee, doesn't signal a goal. Look at the linesman, he's not running back. So I'm thinking, shit, they're checking this. Just right? call it anyway. I was about to. And then the referee starts jogging back and signals Force VAR check. He, he signaled for a VAR <laughs> check. So when he signals that... Um, the audio guy next to me and the um, uh, lady who does the screen, they're like, no, we can't announce it now. He's checking it on VAR. I'm like, oh, you're joking. Come on, just let me yell into this microphone really loud. And um, by the time they awarded the goal, everyone was in, in place kicking off again. So 
the events manager said, no, you can't fire the cannon. And we were like, well, how do we do this then? And then Sean got straight on the phone and he's like, fire the fucking cannon. <laughs> so I was like, all right, here we go. Cannon guy, three, two, one, let's go. I would have loved the idea that you've gone to announce the goal, left your mo- uh, hot mic on <laughs> and just gone, Ref, just announce a fucking goal already. <laughs> That's what everyone was thinking. <laughs> oh. In fact, I think I might have been even saying that from a distance. I was out of my feet, just pacing up and down the room. It's only a little room, but I'm like, just let me go. Just let me on, coach. I'm ready. Yeah, no. It was we rely on you to celebrate. It was very yeah. scary moment. It was, it was kind of funny, um, the the delayed celebration mm. when, when the goal did get announced, though. Like everyone sort of gave, I don't know if it was a... A sarcastic cheer or an actual no, celebratory It was like a double celebration. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, there was some of it all. There was a bit of in your face. There was a bit of hurry it up. There was a bit of, <laughs> yeah, a bit of everything in that. Yep, loved it. Tell you what, I did not hold back for the second goal of the evening. Marco Orenya putting his two goals to the good. So very, very late on in the piece. I think it was 90 plus five minutes we've got here. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, it was a tap-in after the shot from Jing Reese was originally saved by Ryan Scott in goal and uh, Orenia on hand to put us ahead. Subs making a massive impact mm. in that one. Matt Hatch, who um, we've said it before, he's stupidly quick. And that run he made maybe gave away a free kick against, I think it was Lockie Wales down on that wing, mm. um, right in, in the corner. Maybe it was a free kick, but... Let's not speak about that. Uh, <laughs> gets up, gets the ball, makes that incredible run, burns Connor Payne and Aaron Calver on the way. Great ball to Urania. Um And his ball to Reese probably wasn't perfect. Reese still does really well. Um, and then obviously Urania's there for the tapping. So all of the subs combining, which when the subs come on and make an impact, um, we've seen so far this season that when they do that, things are a lot, things are a lot more comfortable for us. Um, you know, depth has always been the issue, and we've got the players there. And you know, I was I was a bit I was a bit surprised to be honest to see Reese get the call up. Mm. Um, having watched him in the MPL two the week before, scored the winner, uh, which was a tap in. Uh, that was a rough academy game to watch, um, but he but he has been scoring goals in the academy. I think it's seven in thirteen. Yeah, I think so far. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that you know he he didn't really stand out too much in the general play to me in that game, but he's obviously been training well, mm. worked in with the group, um, and yeah, came in seamlessly really. It, yeah, for this game, it looks like depth wasn't too much of an issue. Obviously, we had Nisbet covering for Bazanich there. We had um, Bauman starting again, who I thought um, played really well, comboed with quite a few players quite well. Um, he's got a six assist to his name for this season too. Yeah. But so the, the depth looked fine. However, do you feel like Western United weren't the toughest of opponents because our back line just cleaned up pretty much every ball they tried to put through? Yeah. Their, I, their forward play was poor. Yeah, and Rudin did this weird thing where he had their Mante as like playing striker. In this sort of, mm. he, he wasn't was really very high up until second half, and yeah. then they were sort of on top for a bit. He, he wasn't really playing with a natural striker, but I, they they had plenty of the ball. They had nearly seventy percent possession, so it was it was almost like an away performance from us, really at home. I mean, they had that much of the ball. They had twice as many passes. Um, 
it was it was it was a weird game in that sense, but we took out two chances. I think we looked relatively comfortable and I think like you said, they 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 even though they had a lot of the ball, they couldn't really couldn't really break us down that much, I don't think. I mean Rolls and Den Hall, I mean young Den Hall again, as the co president of the <laughs> Den Hall fan club was incredible again. Not just those two, but Stenzis as well picked out a lot of passes from them too. He uh, dropping in between. And Niz was absolutely immense. Mm. Niz. I mean, I mean, I can't, I can't speak about Niz like enough right now. I mean, he probably finds out in the warm up that he's going to be playing in a completely different position. One he hasn't played in this season so far for us. I don't think maybe once. once. Um, obviously, has played there before for the academy and for the MPL, which is where we knew him to play before he really sort of came into the first team. And, I mean, just slotted in, like, perfectly. Perfectly. I would say there's something in what you're saying, Jimmy, in that I thought they were a little bit one-dimensional. It was a bit, um, you know, get it to um, Diamante and Diamante will turn on the inside and throw that uh, long ball to the far wing, which he tried about four, in, five, six times. In the second half, yes. In the first half, though, both teams are rather metronomic and were trying to play through balls. Ours were much more successful than theirs. Yeah, but um, to me, uh, thinking about the kind of really good opportunities or close opportunities they had, then really the only one I can think of easily is the one where Beerus somehow managed to keep the ball on the line and then bizarrely yeah. um, showed us the ball, which scared the crap out of me, and then Kai <laughs> Rolls came and tapped him and I thought, don't touch him, you're going to push it over the line, but it didn't happen. And I think that was a header from Bayou, wasn't it? Who yeah, Bayou I, was I thought yeah. he was really good and gave Stefan Negro an absolute migraine. Yeah. Threatened, threatened, but they didn't really have much on the end of their threat, to be yeah. honest, I didn't think. And at the same time as that, uh, if you look the other way, then I thought Bauman, for instance, he had a good opportunity, probably should have scored there about maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes ago, something like that. Um, earlier, we had a, almost a replica of the goal where Aranya uh, gets away down the right-hand side there and tries to make the ball across to uh, Reese and can't get it over the head that's in front of him and, and they don't get that chance. And but um, does a better job of it, an earlier job of it uh, in the second attempt. So, so to me, while they might have had more possession and uh, been closer to our box and been a bit scary at times to just be, you know, novice about it, then uh, I thought we still probably shaded it in the really good opportunities. So, so while it was at times concerning the amount of you know time they spend on the ball or whatever i, I kind of thought that we were good for it and uh, when it came i thought it was you know deserving of of, of what we played for so uh, and yeah on the players we lost so much experience in this game no dds no oliver bazanic um aranya on the bench um, so we've got half a youth team out there at the start of the game and uh, as the game went on we then, you know, sent more of the youth team out there and uh, that was when we were really sort of, you know, making some progress. So so I, I, I was looking at uh, our um, methodology and selections uh, to start and thinking to myself, were they listening to the pod last week when I <laughs> whinged about playing injured players because we weren't going to do that, were we? Um mm. So, so yeah, really interesting game and uh, interesting way to save our players for the finals too. Well, that's something I wanted to touch on as well. The, the team that we finished that game off with, these are the players that have come through our academy. Dan Hall, Lewis Miller, Josh Nisbet, Maxi Ballard. Uh, who else do we have there? Uh, Gianni came off, um, but we also had, of course, Jing Reese. So it's what, one, two, three, four, 
five. And Starting then with Simon as well. We started with Simon, we started with Allo, and we started with Gianni. All players who have – well, uh, did Simon really come through our academy? Um, came through – yeah. He started his yeah. career. I think there, was, there was eight all up by the end of the game He's that had come through the current MPL squad. The current MPL Santa squad. Yeah. Lightning. So yeah. eight that have um, come through the current MPL setup. Yeah. Um, that – Got decent minutes on the weekend. Yeah, and I think it's that's a huge sense of pride. Lewis Miller as well. Mm. I yep. should half um, correct myself from before. Obviously, Stefan Negro came on uh, for Kyle Rolls in about the 60th minute, I think it was, and then for those last sort of 40 minutes, Bayou gave him a massive bloody headache. Yeah, but Lewis could, Miller went from right back into centre back, and I thought when he went into centre-back, he played really well. I, I thought he did all right in the first half as well, but mm. he made some really important clearances when he was in centre-back towards the end when we were massively sort of under the pump. Um, Criticised him a little bit last week and maybe the week before and maybe a few weeks earlier. <laughs> but <laughs> but I think he showed on the weekend that when he plays to his strengths and when he attacks the ball and when he's not constantly trying to win free kicks, he is a good footballer. And a good defender. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. After after the first scare against uh, Bayou, sort of hung back a bit, which yeah. um, you know let him do his defensive job properly. That was a throwback to years gone by watching uh, Miller and Dan Hall as the two centre back partners. How good was yeah. it? Just Academy two years ago, wasn't it? How good was it? Absolutely. <laughs> Hall was yeah. very good again, um, especially mm. off the ball, on the ball, a couple of mistakes, but you know. Yeah, the most completed passes in the side too is I think with the, also with the highest accuracy, just about almost for the ones that had the most. I think, he had, I think he had over 40 passes um, and some pretty good accuracy for that amount of passes. Yeah, um, so in terms of over 40 passes, he had 79% accuracy. Um, the only player that had better accuracy than him that had bulk minutes, well, there's three. There's uh, Gianni at 93%, Nizzi at 88%, and Kyle Rolls at 87%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. I'm yeah. all for the LFM, uh, the Lewis Miller um, <laughs> <laughs> praise Use as well. Use his full name. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the only thing I can think of I didn't like was uh, late that. in the game when he was playing in the centre, then he got forward a little bit and somehow we got turned over and uh, his quick complaint to the ref, I was sort of like, Lewis, get back, please. But, <laughs> he likes to be adventurous. Yeah, but the rest, I, I thought he was really solid when he moved to the middle, which, um, you know, maybe I'm not going to say it surprised me, but um, it certainly wasn't something I sort of thought about a lot before the game that that combination might happen. So looked, and I, looked decent and... and and uh, happy with that, yeah. um, did the job. And I think smart from stage two to pull rolls off uh, to avoid any potential second yellows. Absolutely. Um, Stens was starting to stress me out a little bit and I, I didn't catch it at the game, but he was already on a yellow mm. and there was a uh, It was a very a time, soft yellow. It was. Yeah, but he was on the yellow and then there was a time in the second half uh, when he nearly fouled Diamante. I actually think he did. Mm. They were on the break. The ref... Looked like he played advantage, but then never came back for a card, which obviously would have been his second yellow then out for this weekend. So that at that point, I was like, we maybe should have pulled Stens off as well just to be safe, but obviously depends how much Stadge wanted to push and go for that home final and make sure it was all secure. He so ended up coming off the end. injured anyway, didn't he? Stens. Mm. I'm not sure if he was injured. Oh, yeah, actually, I think he did take It was not long after off. he was down. Yeah, yeah. So he did come off. I think it was just precautionary in the end um but uh yeah had maxi ballard slot in there and um did well 
Am I right that um, this? Am I getting my games mixed up? Because it's easy now. That Kai Rolls made a brilliant tackle in the centre of the park, perhaps on Diamante. I um, can't think. Maybe not Diamante, but the tackle was absolutely brilliant and uh, gets the foul against him for that. Yeah, Hall no, lost it, and the ball went straight to, towards Clisby, cleaned it up, and also yeah, cleaned up the player, but, but got a yellow for it. That's what he got the card for, wasn't it? Yeah. Did he get the card in that moment? I'm pretty sure. That is up there with the most ridiculous decisions. That's but a shit yellow. Yeah. After my whinging of last week, even though I saved it right to the end. This referee was actually for a debutante. I thought he did really well. And uh, so he, I thought he made that mistake. But after that, I thought he did well on the basis mostly that he was probably listening to, a, listening to Italian radio there for at least <laughs> 70 minutes. And Matty Simon kept going over to the ref and saying, can you just turn off the Italian radio? Because, dude, that is getting my, making my ears sore because it went on and on and on. And it was sort of still going in about the 80th minute. There was a moment where I think it was... Um, the foul on Gian- that Gianni made on him. There's no foul there. Two players next to each other going for the ball. Diamante loses it, throws his hands up in the air. The Italian radio starts and next minute it's their free <laughs> kick outside the box. You're kidding. It was one of their best opportunities and it should never have happened. But, but at the same time, considering all that, having to deal with the um, old man Italian, then – sorry, Boise <laughs> – <laughs> then the debutant ref, I thought, did okay. Um, he can do almost no wrong by my, by me, the ref, uh, because it's his first game in the middle on the weekend it was. Mm. But he's obviously done a few games as a fourth official and he was the, the one that told Mark Rudin to shut up he was. Uh, <laughs> recently in Melbourne when he was on the sideline. So well done to him. Mm. Good, thought, good th- first game in charge and uh, yeah. I thought you were going to say, Diamante could do no wrong. Then I was going to say, yes, he can. Turn the bloody radio (laughs) off because I can't even hear it. I can't even understand Italian. So turn the radio (laughs) off now. A couple of things. It was good to see um, the kids on the field flag waving before the match. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Do they do that in Germany? We do do that most games. Yeah. No, I don't don't usually notice that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I did notice it this time. Yeah, good. It's good. Um, and congratulations to Andrew Durante on his retirement. Um, 358 A-League games. Um, bit of history there with um, the Mariners. Obviously the first match for the Mariners against Newcastle in the... Um, Pre-season cup. It no. was, oh, was the, it the Oceania, Oceania Challenge. Club World Club Challenge. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So he start, started his, um, not, I guess you could call it his A-League career yep. at Central Coast Stadium yeah, yeah, and yeah. finishes it. So it's kind of fitting, kind of mm. poetic in a way. Started with a loss, ended with a loss. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't really talk about his first game at Central Coast Stadium because, yeah, nah. Nick um, Marger talks about it. Yeah, Marger, yeah. Nick Marger, yeah, to his, to his cellmate. Yeah. Yeah. How many of his legs did he break? Pew, pew, oh, shots fired. Oh, yeah. Literally, Major. Yeah, what a time. Very good. Um, but, yeah, all, all round good performance, locked away that home final. And, I mean, how good? A home final. Wow. Home, home final football. So good. Seven <laughs> years of complete heartbreak, let's really be honest. And I mean, there was a lot of people that I think felt pretty similar. And I was honestly at the point where I was like, it would we would be better off not even being here anymore because it almost no. felt useless. And now after one season, uh, you know, a few changes, uh, I think two coaches, obviously Nahul and Stadge, and there's obviously a lot more that goes into it, but I think those two have brought in um, something pretty special that let's hope, fingers crossed, uh, lasts more than this season. And I think finishing third, like completely out of the realm of 
whatever I what expected for this season. Were. Yeah, mm. and I mean, job not done. I think we can still go pretty deep into the finals, but I think whatever happens, it's a massive achievement for compared to where we were. Yeah, congr- massive congratulations to the team, the staff of the on-field staff, and well, not on the field, but you know, team management and in the office here, just. Ten, like 10 out of 10 all the way around. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been a sort of a rising crescendo, so or rising to the crescendo. We're nearly at the crescendo. I think it's at least two matches away yet, the crescendo. But uh, it's been, you know, it sort of started at the end of last year where there were some signs that we were sort of making something different of ourselves. And then over that we started with a bit of a bang at the start of the season, had a few ups and downs, but we've sort of risen along the way to – to there being a level of expectation around our team. And even just in the last week, um, I think we left uh, here last time thinking... And the following morning, somebody punched us in the gob because uh, somebody... Brisbane had had a win that... uh, made it so that we had a very good chance of being in the top four or maybe we were even in the top four by that time. So mm. then next thing, uh, so we're thinking, oh, crikey, we're in the top four. This is good, um, even though we just wrote you off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we get to the game and we know that by that time Sydney is leading by a goal and we're thinking, what, what? We just have to win this game against these clowns, including the radio from Italy, and uh, we're in third. And uh, so, and so it was that the right results went the right way and uh, left us with the opportunity. And did we take it and take it with a bit of style with those young kids? So, yeah, and uh, didn't really stop because uh, after the game, the celebrations were great fun all the way out of the ground. <laughs> yeah. That's fair The second goal was was very scenes-like Wow It felt like just such a huge release From everyone in the stadium at the same time Um, Get your mind out of the gutter Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But just the the roof nearly came off the place It was incredible And, you know, looking at people's faces On the way out of the ground And just seeing how stoked everyone is To have finals football back yeah, well, we we ran into Dan Hall, uh, and as the co-president of the Dan Hall fan club, uh, we are allowed to speak to him whenever we like. So we ran into him at Plume uh, at the academy game on the weekend, and Moz, uh, you and myself being how we are, made sure we went up to him and said how good he was, and being the very humble man that he is, he was like, nah, don't say that. And Shut it's up. like, stop being annoying and just admit how good you were. But for someone like him who's who's been here for a couple of seasons now through the academy – been on the coast for a while, has, has gone through the joys of living in the Long Jetty apartments to uh, now moving out, living with a couple of the boys, making his way into the first team. He said at full time he saw people in tears over in the corner. And I think, Moz, I think okay. you may have, maybe may have been one of them. <laughs> I don't want to out you like that, but let's just... I All mean, right. you just did. Let's just ram... <laughs> I did, yeah. All let's right. just ram home how important it is. And I think to see Dan's reaction when we spoke to him on Sunday and was like, you know, he basically said, I saw people in tears and I was like, what the hell? Like, like it, like it actually means this much. So I think for him to see that, um, and then, you know, now obviously going to start this weekend as well in a massive sort of game, I think surely that fires you up. 
Yeah, but I must say, um, I okay, I'm going to make the admission about there was a little bit of waterworks and uh, I did uh, actually sneakily make my way onto the pitch uh, at full time because <laughs> I... that you Access all areas, can't they? I have my lanyard out and I'm like, I'm not even going to do that. I'm not that much of a lanyard wanker. Well, I never do, but this time it was like, you know, I, and I, I even said to my brother with about after the game as it finished, I was like, oh, you know what, I don't think I'm going to do it. And then uh, as he left, I thought, you know what? Yes, I am going to do it. So I snuck on the pitch and I will admit that um, celebrating with the other volunteers and that someone maybe Jimmy didn't uh, mention there and and congratulations and um, thank you and wow to them people as well because those guys are fantastic, hold the place together to some extent. Uh, celebrating with them, I love that. And um, seeing the crowd that elated, yes, there were some tears. In fact, it's a little emotional talking about oh, it Oh, he's now. doing it. Laughing, he's doing it. Laughing though because... It makes. I think it's funny that um, I was standing out there, and yes, there were probably some tears in my face. And I look over, and there's Dan Challoner. He's about 20 meters away from me, looking through the crowd of people who were there, volunteers, etc., etc., etc. He puts his hand up to his eye with a little cry symbol, like he's fisting those <laughs> eh, 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 with the fist, because you can see the tears from there. And I was like, uh, okay, but. But getting to the point, because it's got nothing to do with me, the boys, uh, and I was close to some of them. Luckily enough for me, they were, they were less excited than me. They were subdued in their reaction. They were Except for Lewis Miller. I saw Lewis Miller lose his brain. Yeah. He loves he loves a good celebration, but they definitely celebrated, I, but I, I know th- what you mean. Yeah, though, yeah, I thought that they just held a little bit back there and it, to me there was a little bit of a sense that the job wasn't done there and uh, it was easy to get carried away there because the fans were absolutely elated. But um but yeah, I, I, I sense the boys have still got something to give there big time. So love it. did love it. Yep. So joining us this week on the Coast Football Ramble podcast, we have the Mariners' assistant coach, Nahul Arate. Naz, how are you going, mate? Yeah, good. Thank you. Yourselves? Yeah, we're all really well, mate. All really, really well. Loving it. A couple of uh, uh, quick-fire questions to kick things off there, mate. Uh, firstly, your sauce in the fridge or the cupboard? Oh, fridge. Definitely fridge. Oh, oh good no. Another one. Uh, that's all right. Let's see if you can redeem yourself with this one. Uh, who's better, Lionel Messi or Matt Simon? Oof, tough one. Right now, I need Matt Simon to be better. Um, I might continue. Look, for, for this one, I'm going to have to say, you know, I'm Argentinian. I've got a soft spot for Messi, but for this week, I need Matt Simon to be better this week. So He is the I'll goat of Matt East Simon. Gosford. Yeah, no, it's, it's the right answer, by the way. Matt Simon Look, is Messi, the correct Messi's answer. Got a, Messi, that's right. Messi, there's only one wizard of Woi Woi, and that's not Lionel Messi. <laughs> well, Messi's never scored in the A League, so he also doesn't have six golden boots for the Mariners. I like Matt Simon, so there you go. E- e- exactly, exactly. So look, we'll, we'll go with Matt Simon for this week. Yep. Unsurprisingly, we've had that exact same answer all season from everybody. So, um, it was. Yeah. How much? How much of a relief uh, was the weekend to um, get that home final locked in? Uh, and to bounce back from the result against Newcastle, um, was it was it sort of much um, sense of urgency sort of going into the game on the weekend to you know sort of get that home final secured? 
I think there's been there's urgency in every game that we go into, and that's the way the boys uh, have conducted themselves throughout the year. And obviously, great example, even against Newcastle, we spoke about it during the week. The, the boys, in every single game, whether we've played well or not or got the result or not, they've never given up, and they've always kept going right to the end. And there were moments, even in the Newcastle game, where things were ticking over for us, but we, we kept going. And obviously, to have the opportunity to redeem ourselves after you know a quick turnaround, um, shows the character in the room and the in the potential in the room. Um, obviously, there's a few boys that have experienced grand finals previously, like the likes of Ollie and, and Matty Simon. But obviously, um, in in that room, there's a lot of kids that have grown up with the Mariners not being in in the finals or being part of the club that um, obviously struggled the last few years. But now, for for them to experience finals footies. You know, it's just unbelievable, and and it's something that they, not only the players have been working towards, the whole club, coaching staff is, um, yeah, and obviously the fans that have been there through the tough times as well. Is you know, it's, once we got the result, was yeah, obviously important, but we we're well aware that you know the job's not not done yet. So yeah. so so what about um, given those circumstances, and you just described a long list of reasons why um, we all, you know, felt there was a lot on the line on uh, at that particular uh, on Saturday night. Um, was there a sort of a sense of pressure there, and and how do you sort of work with that? No, I look, I, you know, it's interesting we talk about pressure. Like, you know, and I've, I've heard and you listen to to a lot of people talk about pressure. For me, a pressure is, um, you know, the, the stuff that some of our boys. Uh, you know, Likes of Ruan Tonic's family and and Alol, you know, being refugees and having families that struggled in refugee camps and not knowing to what to feed your kids. So that's pressure for me. I think the responsibility of our roles and, and players um, it, it comes with the territory. You know, you you ride the highs and and you battle through the lows. But I think it's more of a responsibility that that we put upon ourselves. So. I don't. I don't believe it's it's pressure per se. I think it's a responsibility that we've given our chance uh, ourselves the the chance to to showcase what we can do. So um, you know, I I don't look at that that as as pressure. I think yeah, just more of a responsibility that we we had to, we committed to, and uh, you know, we're delivering towards. I love that answer. A bit of pride in the shirt this season. Um, did losing Ollie in the warm-up throw the plan into disarray or did you sort of have a contingency considering that he came off against Newcastle the week before? Yeah, look, there was no, obviously we, you know, um, we knew that he was, he, he, he came off against Newcastle and, um, we were, you know, he pulled up fine at training and, you know, that, that's part and, part and parcel, unfortunately, of, of the sport and that, the, that we're in. Um, but you always got to be ready and obviously, yeah, we're, we're always prepared to, um, you're, you're always got to have plan B. Then that's not just with Oli, but, but with any player because these things can happen and we're not the first team that it's happened to this season either. There's been a few times of this year that um, yeah, players have put up sore for whatever reason and, and the short turnarounds is a massive demand on, on individuals. You know, these players are, car- are doing 12, 12 some, you know, the other day, you know, 13 Ks a game and it's, uh, and, you know, looking at 1,400 between 800 to 1400 high speed meters so you know these things that you always got to be ready to 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 um to solve you know when these problems come because it's a very very demanding uh the way that the boys are playing you mentioned the short turnaround there there have been some coaches this season saying that it's helped their team that um they can keep the momentum going and not necessarily having to train um have you found that at all or is it uh, more of a hindrance Obviously, with the A League, it's a very unique situation. You've got uh, you know a four 
four and a half month preseason. So you do a lot of training. So to actually get a lot of games in a short period of time, it's, it's actually been very, I suppose, new to the to the whole A League. Um, we found that we, our boys have done extremely well to to back up, and you know we've been very fortunate, touch wood, uh, year to date, that we've been able to play the majority of the squad uh, on a weekly basis, and that's full credit to. Obviously, to the likes of Luca, who um, looks after the SNC and being able to keep the boys nice and fit, and obviously Dave and, and Lloydie, um, the physios that, that you know spend a lot of time with the with the rehab side of things as well to make sure they're on the park. So yeah, look, I've I've enjoyed the short turnarounds as well. So you spoke a bit about the physical side of um, what it means to lose players at, at the last minute or whatever there. Um, what about the sort of more psychological side and the, we've got a young side with, that um, kind of needs that kind of leadership there. How do you sort of get around that missing piece of the puzzle when Ollie all of a sudden isn't there? Oh, obviously, it's a massive piece of the puzzle from, from that perspective, from a leadership um, component. He's done an extreme, extremely, you know, Good job, I think him, him, him and Simo, and obviously the likes of Beerus and that. Um, you know, from day one, they've, they've taken it a lot on on board. But at the same time, this is where sometimes in you know it's you got to we got to be able to to readjust and and as as we as we're playing and these things do happen. And it happen in the in the warm up, but at the same time, can happen you know during the game as well where you, where you need to readjust and. The group knows what we're, what's expected, what what they need to deliver, and and you know they. I don't think it's uh, obviously from the initial shock. Yes, obviously it's a bit of a hit, but then obviously you got to you got to sort of move on as as quickly as possible because you got to, you got a game to play. So, um, you know, Bowie came into the team and he he did well. So we readjusted. Nizzi's played in that position before. So, yeah, it's one of those things that yeah, the initial shock and you sort of got to get over pretty quickly and but obviously all his leadership in on and off the park but he was tremendous even off the park you know during before the game with the boys he still led the team talk at the uh, start of the game and you know, he still played that role there. So speaking of uh, Nizzy there, we saw that he slotted into Ollie's role absolutely seamlessly on Saturday night. It has been a breakout season for him, um, as well as many of the current squad this season. Give us your thoughts on, uh, on Nizzy and his uh, development this year. I think, yeah, Nizzi's a perfect example of a footballer that, um, you know, he's had to grind his way along, you know, obviously through the youth system and, and people telling him you can't do this and you can't do that and just being his resilient and his perseverance to continuously keep going. And I've seen some of the tackles that he's copped even at training and players, you know, throwing him and, and dump him into the ground. He just gets up and goes again. It's a, um, unbelievable. So... Is um for me just it's a great example to show show kids and I personally use it with my own kids to show you know this kid's been you know people got rejected here and he's had his health issues when he was younger but just kept going and going and going and so that's the way he plays and the thing is with Nizzy he not like every footballer he might not play well every week and so forth this year he started to find consistency but with him he gives you a hundred percent every single session every single game and. And eventually, you know, he's been rewarded through because of his hard work. 
So during the season, Naz, I'm not sure I'm one of the people who thinks this, but the, there was this sense among some of our fans perhaps and in the general public that we were going through this thing that some called a slump where we didn't win in I don't know how many games. I don't really care, to be honest. <laughs> um, do you think that really existed? And uh, if it did, then do you think um, sort of how did we sort of get past that and really bounce back the way we have and end the season or coming to the end of the season in such a positive fashion as we are now? Yeah, it's been, in, again, I think we spoke, said it before, he, um, because of the short turnarounds, it's been a bit of a, an interesting season to try and adjust uh, into uneven patterns in regards to game in, uh, training sessions between games and days off between games. And I think from our perspective, we just kept believing and kept going. And, and to be honest, we never really paid attention. Oh, we've lost two in a row, three in a row. And it's a mentality and it's a mindset. One is Once you're in that mindset and you're, going in there day in, day out, working towards, you know, improving and getting better, eventually has to come. And we went through it last year, um, you know, for, we went through, I think it was 11 games, we didn't win, but the mindset of trying to get better and improve and looking at uh, different ways to, to see how we, we can turn these things around, obviously float on to this year. And a few of the boys were with us last year and that that grinding and hard work and, and application towards what we were trying to what we're trying to achieve is uh yeah that was always in the back of our mind even when we went through a little you know games that we didn't win every week or we drew we lost but we had a fantastic start to the season and i think that's what that's created a lot of self-belief that we know we and even to this day we know we can come back we know we can hold out results um we've kept eight clean sheets this year which is something we we haven't done uh, the club hasn't done in, in previous years so there's a lot of boxes that we ticked along the way that gives you that self-belief that you know that a good result's just around the corner, you know, so, yeah. So yourself and uh, Stadge obviously have a great relationship, which was really built during your time with the Matildas and obviously uh, all of the uh, success that you had there. What's the dynamic like between the two of you and sort of is there a good cop and a bad cop? Oh, it gets me. It gets me coffee sometimes on the way to training. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's off to a good start there. And nah, look, obviously we've um, our families. I mentioned this before in, in other interviews. I think our our families play a, a big part. And obviously, there's um, from from our perspective, we've gone through a lot, thrown through a lot. Um, you know, we've you know we're as as a family. You know, his wife, my wife, our kids. And I think there's a special bond there. Personally, I think it's something that. Um, it goes beyond football, and you know we, we've got the ability, like like in any relationship, to, to have the arguments, but then it, and, and not agree and agree to disagree. But obviously, once a decision is made, you know, uh, he's obviously he's he's the head coach, and we you know support it. Um, but look, I, I think that's uh, you know obviously from from my perspective, you know, I've learned a lot. I, I, you know, he's been around football for for a long time. Coincidentally, he was my coach, believe it or not, um, in my regional team back when I was 15, 16 years old, Sydney Southwest. I was actually a young teacher back then and I was a player, so we go back many years. And I always tell him, I actually missed a goal, a penalty in the semi-finals, and I always tell him, you know, I made him the coach that he is today because we got knocked out that year and he, um, <laughs> yeah, he, I just made him a stronger person. So got, <laughs> he loves that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But it, it's actually, it's you know, I say I, I enjoy it. And it goes beyond football. I think there's a big massive element of trust. And, you know, at the same time, 
we know we're going to roll our sleeves up and we've been up against it a lot of the times, but, you know, hopefully come out in front every time we go out on the park. Can you give us a bit of a background about yourself for the listeners? Um, I see that you played for Luatoka FC in the Fijian National League. Yeah. Um, I played in the old National League for, for Sydney United and Wollongong Wolves and went over to Johor in Malaysia. Um, spent a couple of years there. Then I came back to, to Australia and um, the A-League kicked off and spoke, negotiated, was in negotiation with a couple of teams and it just didn't, um, yeah, just didn't suit for, for various reasons. And, um, what teams yeah, were they? Come on, you've got to spill. What's that? What teams were they? Uh, back in the day, it was, uh, I think it was Adelaide. It was Adelaide in North, North Queensland um, as well. Hmm. So I had a couple of um, talks back in the day with, with people and just things didn't eventuate. Like it happens in football and I sort of acknowledged that that was it. And I was around 25, 26 and with a wife and obviously looking to start a family and so forth. And um, yeah, obviously, you know, it was my, my choice to went back to just play NPL uh, at the time. And from there, it worked in the corporate world. Um, and once, and I was played at Marconi in the state league and in a couple of teams and so forth. And one thing led to the other. When I retired, when I was 33, started doing the coaching courses and, um, yeah, basically fell in love with, with coaching and, and football from that perspective and actually chucked in my corporate job as a national account manager in sales. And the yeah, next thing you know, I'm coaching Wollongong Wolves in the NPL one for very... And we pro- beat you there, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> from memory? Actually, I helped you because that's where Jordan Murray was playing. So I actually <laughs> brought Jordan Murray. No, nah, I was actually... No, nah, I give credit to Michael Sandalow, my assistant coach at the time. Uh, he actually saw Muzzer play. Muzzer was a 17-year-old. But look, so so yeah, we, that, was a, that was my first year of, of coaching. You know, the team just missed out on the semis. And made the last 32 of the FFA Cup, losing to a Glenn Trefuro goal. I think it was in the 18th minute. Mm-hmm. So, that was a good one. Uh, yeah, it was a 8,000, I think, or 6,000. <laughs> not for you, not for me, yeah, exactly. But look, it was just a, who would have thought all these years later. But uh, yeah, and obviously joined the Matildas and yeah, coached a bit at the Wanderers and after Wollongong with the NYL and um, assistant coach there in the 18s. So, and then with the Matildas, and obviously now I've got the pleasure of being at the Mariners. So this is a good question. Who is the faster out of you and Luca? Who's the fastest? Yeah. Oh, I've got him. I've got him. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing on the line, long, obviously. Long, the sound I'll, of that. I'll, give him, I'll give him the long, I'll give him the long distance, but no, nah, the... The short sprints, now nah, I've got him. I've got him. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we are not organising a race, by the way. Uh, <laughs> we definitely are. No, no, Luke has been an immense help uh, this year and last year as well. He's, um, he's really passionate and, and works really, really hard. And if he's not working on the players or with the players or working towards improving the players, is working to improve himself, but unfortunately, I don't think he's done a speed program recently, so, yeah, for himself. I'm going to say, it's probably the, the fittest team that we've had for about six seasons, six, mm. seven seasons, yep. so congratulations to him. 
So can you give us an idea as to, um, I guess, how you and Stadge divide the day-to-day sort of um, responsibilities of coaching and management there? Well, basically at, um, at the start, we, you know, we try to drive up together as much as we can. So we're both living in Sydney and, and traveling, and it depends on traffic, anywhere between from my place an hour and a half to Stadge's place, maybe two hours sometimes to, to get to training even longer. So we've got plenty of time beforehand um, as we're driving up. So I'll be on the computer and, you know, um, sort of, you know, trying to play, map out the, the session. Once we get into to training, we, we meet collectively as a staff, including Mel, Pat, our, our, our team uh, gear managers and team manager, Dobbo and, and physios and so forth. Luca, we all, goalkeeper coach, everyone gets together, team uh, coaching staff or staff meeting every morning in regards to what we're, we're going to do. We go through, obviously, players' well-being, health, seeing how, how they're travelling from the previous session, put map out the session or present the session that we're going to be that's going to be carried out. And then from there we depends on what type of day it is. If it's a first session back it's predominantly for, for the ones that have played a bit more recovery. Um, and then within the actual session, you know, obviously Luca takes the start of the session with a warm up, then I'll do the passing and a little bit of positioning and then stage gets into a tactical component. Um, yeah, in a nutshell, they're not. We we got um, Chris Leyland that looks after, uh, helps out with the with the analysis, you know, the analyst sort of work, um, more filming and, and helps out with setting up sessions as well. And he'll give us a session that's been filmed. And we'll go through the session, analyze the session, um, and then yeah, we'll get ready for for the following day. Amongst all that, we also Look at obviously we've got to do the analysis of our our team from the weekend's game, and you know prepare for do the analysis on our opponents as well. Depending on the day as well, you know you, you might do individual clips with players, go through set pieces with Peter, you know like Peter Soys does the defensive set pieces, so um, which are you know it's been outstanding for us this year. He's actually you know he'll go through that as well. Team meetings as within that as occur as well. So there's a lot of different components that happen. Um, it's not just what you do on the park, but a lot of stuff off the park as well to make the sessions and the technical and tactical components all come together. I can tell you what, you're doing double what any of coach we've had in the last seven years has done. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got some stories yeah. that would tell <laughs> me how lazy I'm, previous were. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah. What's in the past is in the past. You can't get <laughs> How many hours is so in that, though? That? that sounds like a week. How, how many hours is in that? That's just one day. Look, to give you an idea, where we leave home 5.30 in the morning um, and we're not back till, depending, some days, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night, depending on, on the day. So, plus, obviously, in the car, we, we spend time. And, yeah, when, it's a when lot, you're lot in of the hours. Car, when you're in the car, yeah. who picks the playlist? And does, um, does Studge <laughs> have Tom Petty on hard rotation? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's got that. He's got went back down all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep playing the same song. I told him, "Son, you got to change songs." You know, he's into Bon Jovi, but he's look. It just we. It's not. Um, nah. To be honest, a lot of the time, we we we're talking about football and, and the games and or opponents or players. We we not not going to lie. We hardly listen to music on the on the way up, and when I'm on the computer. Because, yeah, you're trying to do 
you know, for presentations, keynote presentations or session plannings or, or whatever it may be. So we're, um, yeah, either discussing football or, or putting things together. We don't, yeah, plus I don't want to listen to the same song over and over. <laughs> <No. laughs> You've got to turn his eight-track eight track off at some point. So. <laughs> All right, well, I'll stop whinging about my day now because I thought I was doing plenty of hours, but now I've heard yours, so that's enough of that. Next question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to listen, but, uh, yeah, no problems. I can't change anything. But. So looking forward to this weekend, we're three from three against MacArthur uh, in the season. Do preparations change do we have to look at them maybe differently tactically do you think they come we we think we sort of assume that we know how they're going to play uh do you is there you know sort of is there any surprises in store this week do you think uh look i, I think obviously uh, and it's been mentioned a lot um the finals footy it's it's their one-off games is that you can't really plan for for tomorrow so you got to concentrate on this game and you know, we've played them actually four times this year. We've we've lost to them in the in the trial game. Um, so you know, we they they know exactly what we're about. We know what what they're about, and it's it's you know I think it's going to be a, a game that is whoever wants it more on the day. Obviously, from a technical tactical perspective, um, you know you can do the analysis and you can do things, but the things in the game that you might you might not. Uh, prepare for, you know, e.g. VAR calls and, and things like that, 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 you know, the whole emotion of something as simple as, you know, possibly 12,000, 15,000 people on, on the weekend. So all that, you know, we've got to, we've got to be taken in consideration. But from a preparation day in, day out, for, for us, it, it, the same detail that goes into every other game is going into this one. Um, you know, we, I think we've, we're the biggest thing for, for us is making sure that we, we respect the, the fact that we are in the finals. Um, but at the same time, we need to, you know, the, the boys need to understand it's, just, it's another game. So enjoy it as well. And, but, um, you know, we want to we want to go all the way. So it's another obstacle in front of us, same as every other week. We've done it in, in you know, in various forms, whether we've, we've had to play them you know, after a short turnaround, after everything, and we've been on the end of, of um, three wins during a comp, but this it counts for nothing. It really counts for nothing. It's um, it's a brand new stage for us and, and, and for them as a new club. So, um, yeah, I think we're, we're looking forward to it. Just one final question before we let you go. Is Stadge in the car with you right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I wouldn't be talking like this if he was. <laughs> so we know who the bad cop is there. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's right. That's right. So tomorrow, boys, if I get if I get crap coffee, I'll be. I'll be <laughs> One salt, please. <laughs> no, that's fantastic, mate. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us on the Coast Football Ramble podcast this afternoon. Um, really nah. looking forward to seeing the boys go around this Saturday at Central Coast Stadium. And um, yeah, thank you so much once again. No, pleasure. Thank you, and um, hopefully see a lot of a lot of the Central Coast Mariners supporters that have been, you know, loyal for the last few years. You know, come out and, and enjoy a, a good night and um, and get the Central Coast back on the map and, and appreciate the support, guys. Thank you. We Absolutely. hope that's too. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much. Come to behind the You're goal up. after the game, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get coffee if that's what it takes. <laughs> the man's doing bloody 12-hour days. He needs a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thanks again. Thanks, Thanks again. Thanks, 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 Thanks
course, diving into other Central Coast Mariners-related news. Uh, well, pretty importantly, tickets are on sale for the finals game against MacArthur at home on Saturday at 5 past 7 p.m. Be there. Absolutely fucking be there. I am pumped as. Um, check out ccmariners.com.au for all the details on that one. Sold nearly 6,000 um, already, and that's as of uh, Tuesday, sort of 6 p.m. as we record this. Um, pretty decent sort of showing in the first couple of days of tickets going on sale, lads. Yeah. Can you repeat the first half of that line for me? Tickets are now on sale for our finals game sorry, at home. Sorry, one more. One more. <laughs> tickets are now on sale for our finals game okay, against good. MacArthur. Just um, making sure. Yeah, Do not adjust your sets. <laughs> we are playing finals football. It is a home game. It is a Saturday night game. It is a 7.05 kickoff, and it is against uh, a plastic franchise from somewhere down in Sydney. Mate, you should be a bloody ground announcer. You're very good at that. <laughs> Four words. Well, let's talk about that later. Um, Do not miss this. I hate this. MacArthur. I've got, oh, I can't Well, let's hate on them on Saturday night and get along there to hate on them with us. Absolutely. Get, um, get around the active support. Get to Bay 16. If you've ever been there before, if you've never been there before, if you've always been there, just... Um, Get in there and make some noise this week. We want to make this as loud and as colourful as possible and um, really, really, really show the boys how much this means to us. I was going to say, just the tickets will come out Thursday. Yeah, that's right. If you are, if you have Be already patient. purchased, please don't send um, our membership guy Ian um, a barrage of emails in the lead up to Thursday because that's when they will be sent out. They will be sent out Thursday. It might not be at 9am, might not be at 10am but they will be yeah. sent on Thursday. He's very busy. He explained <laughs> it to us before. It basically has to route all the way through him. So just leave him alone and let him do his job and he'll be in touch. Of course, if you do have any urgent queries, um, then, you know, of course, reach out. Uh, but yeah, the guy was in the office till nearly 11 p.m. last night, he said. Mm. So, um, you know, full credit. Uh, what was it you said to him, Jimmy? It's the only time of the year he works. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, lo I love Ian. He's, he's done so much personally for me this year. Mm. He, he's just gone beyond. So he's a legend. Yeah. Thanks again, Ian. He's absolutely fantastic. If you are tuning in, Ian, thank you so much for everything that you do for the club and every everything that everyone in the office does, Carly, Dan, um, Gabby, Sean, fucking Dave Jordan, um, forgetting everyone, Belinda, Cam, uh, Cam Stone, oh, Jesus, um, every single person, um, Wendy in accounts as well, you're fantastic. Um, as I said, yep, nearly 6,000 sold so far, so um, yeah, get around at ccmariners.com.au to get your tickets there. Will we crack 10? Yeah. I'm feeling quite Go on. Go I think on. someone, I think someone, I don't think it was any of you guys, someone said to me like, do you reckon we'll get, you know, like 15? And I was like, I don't think, nah. I think we'll crack 10 though. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised at around 12. I, I, you know, what do you reckon? A thousand MacArthur? They'll bring a few. Will come up? They'll maybe? bring a few. Like which, it's, which, it's of the, night. which of the active supports are going to show up? I don't know. <laughs> Either the club sanctioned or the fake one and maybe they can get in a fight between themselves. Not just the club. <laughs> the club owned and run. Club owned and operated yeah. active yeah. support they are. Wow. I, yeah. Look, I hate different clubs for different reasons. The reason I hate MacArthur is because they treat every single fan like shit, even their own. Mm. And they are just, they're a terrible club. $400 for an active support membership or 450 yeah. bucks at MacArthur. And then they moved them. Yeah. <laughs> Away Bay ticket prices. And they had a fucking smoke machine. Is there, there's their pyro. <laughs> mm. oh. They've been smoking the smoke Rough. machine. <laughs> 
Yeah, one thing I did want to touch on really quickly as well is uh, we saw a few comments on social media over the last couple of nights with fans complaining about having to buy tickets for the finals games. Thoughts? As I've written down here, he's either a troll or he's been lobotomized. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's been a while since we've seen finals football. Yeah, I was going to say he's either completely forgot or for some weird reason become a fan during the last few seasons when we, have, when we haven't made Halfway finals through this season. and does not know how but this works. If he's a fan of any other sport, then they do the same thing. I th- actually think I just saw Ian sneaking out then. What time is it? Seven o'clock. He's not is he a, was he a member, this guy? He's leaving because, early. Yeah, yeah. He said he was a member and he's been to every game this season. Yeah, ask him if it's a half day or something. The membership, <laughs> the membership <laughs> offering is really clear about what you get. Is it not? It, no, it absolutely is. Sorry, we're all in stitches here because um, Jimmy's just run out of the studio to ask Ian Shand if he's taking a half day when he's leaving the office at three minutes past seven. Probably started at seven <laughs> after an 11. Oh, how good. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it is pretty pretty clear on... He your, said on he's going home to sleep. Oh. <laughs> how, how incredibly irresponsible and lazy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there's members that are complaining about uh, having to purchase tickets for finals and he's not here to answer their queries. Oh. For anybody that's listened to this uh, podcast for a few seasons, we used to do a segment called Stupid Things on Facebook and we may have to bring it back. Just solely for this. Just just for that one comment. <laughs> 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 I do miss that. That, that was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the so problem with that segment is that the complaints, the stupid complaints actually became legitimate. Too. Yeah. yeah. And we should fold. Oh, that's stupid. And then it was, here's another spoon. Oh, they actually probably have a fair <laughs> point. Yeah. Too normal. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean... I don't understand why anyone would complain about having to purchase a ticket to a finals game when, as you say, in every single code, and it is made abundantly clear as part of your membership that they don't cover finals games. So, Surely the best thing about this is that they were $15 for an adult yeah. in the home active. Yeah. I'm yeah, not sure how much they were in like the prawn that. seats. Moz, you might be able to fill us in. But I, I knew they were going to be so cheap that I didn't even care. And yeah. I didn't even – well, I rang up to get my ticket and Sean answered the CEO to sell me my ticket. That's how it was. 50% off a finals game ticket. I don't know if that's APL-driven or club-driven or Pete, you might know, but – Pretty sure it's club. Yeah, that's Oh, no, awesome. sorry. Sean yeah, it might said be collaboration. It's a combination of both. I think, it, I think it is. Yeah. yeah, a bit of both. Because whichever it is. Because it is by the APL. Yeah, whichever it is, it's great. You can pick the person who doesn't have a mortgage to pay and they don't worry about how much for ticket costs. Is that you, Jimmy? (laughs) (laughs) I have a mortgage. I'm just putting that out there. (laughs) And I have, well, overspent on things recently, um, including tickets among other Can we talk about that now? That has to be in CSE. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you in trouble? Maybe a little bit. No, do it now. Do it right now. Let's do it now. Moz is in trouble. (laughs) Moz is in trouble at home. Go. Send help. Well, I just... Uh, there was a really worthy cause, uh, the boys and the pre-game warm-up shirts. And uh, I have been involved in some bidding for warm-up shirts before. Maybe a little bit famously, I wanted to bid on um, Luis Garcia uh, and one of his shirts that was worn and for sale and signed and failed at about seven or $800 on that and uh, left in tears and then found out later somebody else who I knew had actually bought it and was almost sorry in that me off a bit. <laughs> so this time I just wanted to have one of those shirts. Nice shirt, great cause. Ollie Bazanic's shirt came home. Well, it hasn't come yet, but um, I may have paid more than my limit 
established with my wife. So I am trying to redeem myself even <laughs> as we speak. Not sure how to do that. Thank you, honey. Love you. Did it, um, was it the most expensive shirt in the end? No, DDS went for five fifty, and then you got to add mm. the fifty five bucks. I think worth of ten percent. Um, yeah, so that might not be worth much soon if you. I couldn't understand. Think the rumors are true. No yeah. comment. For me, yeah. I went with Ollie because of the whole coasty, the captain, yeah. the cause, the you know. All yeah. you got to do, you have to use your dine and discover vouchers to go out <laughs> and sort of get some brownie points back. <laughs> I think they might; those points will mm. turn out brown if I try yes. that for sure. <laughs> so that'll probably work. I'm not going to try that one, but yes, I probably do need to redeem myself in a very low cost manner. <laughs> Could you use your Discover vouchers for Mariners tickets? Uh, that's a very good question. I'm mm. not entirely sure. Actually, it might be worth looking into. There. Not if in previous knows. seasons because it was not entertainment. <laughs> it's a Greek tragedy. It's <laughs> a good one. Yes, that's good from you, boys. This yes. season, yes. yes. But anyway, I paid um, maybe a bit more than four hundred dollars, and I got a great deal. What? Uh, what a worthy cause! Though, obviously, supporting the uh, the family of of Archie King, who tragically lost his life um, a few months ago. Um, Mariners Academy player, um, young fella who was a uh, promising footballer, but. Um, there are still uh, men's MPL2 Fit for a King shirts as well that are on sale through the club shop. They're um, great kits too. They are so nice. The, awesome. the, uh, the navy blue with the yellow sash. Yeah, really, really, really I'm Trying awesome. to remember a better kit. That's what sucked me in, in the, that and yes. you know, the rest. So many people. I would people. love that to be our kit next year. Exactly what I was about to say. So many Sign people are saying that. Yeah, Shut up would, and take my money. Yeah, I'll, I'll take eight. Yeah. <laughs> So, of course, you can head to um, ccmariners.com.au. Again, head to the club shop and those uh, those kits are there. Um, Moz is not allowed going. to buy any. <laughs> I'm not allowed to buy anything. I'll be lucky. I was probably lucky to get finals tickets. <laughs> of course, all the um, proceeds from those jersey sales going to the uh, Fit for a King fundraiser. So, definitely get around it. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, it is the 8th of June. Um, happy birthday to anyone born on the 8th of June. Um, fellas, anyone, any of your mates on the 8th of June? Can't think of anyone. I've got mm. Steve no, Wakem, actually. No, yeah, Steve Wakem, big Mariners fan. Um, Jesse Hodgett, someone's primary school with him. Um, Nick Richardson, hang, shout out to him, uh, yeah. Mariners fan. Yep. Yeah, Richo, yep, yep, yep. yeah, shout out you know, to well, Richo. We don't anyone do else? birthday shout outs because I don't. <laughs> I feel like we're going to leave someone out. <laughs> So I've never done one on the pod. Uh, it'd be a shame if we left someone <laughs> out, wouldn't it? I'm just going to say happy birthday to everyone, no matter what day you're born. We're just going to cover the whole year right now. Everyone in the same group, happy birthday. An anniversary and, I don't know, wedding day, anything. Whatever it is. Yep. Yeah, bar mitzvah. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nah, happy birthday, Sean Millicamp, of course. Oh, that guy. <laughs> that guy, yeah. Cedric uh, <laughs> Coast Mariners CEO has a lot of time for the podcast. Um, he might have sacked me from ground announcing duties this weekend. Um, cheers, Sean. Pete's You'd crying. You'd be salty away from hey, the mic this week. <laughs> hey, we're crying too. Who are they going to bring in? They're not going to bring in off, are they? <laughs> Don't bring in off. Sean, please. Yeah, no, they're not, no. Um, but yeah, no, happy birthday, Sean. Many happy returns, mate. Hope you have had a sensational day and we can celebrate with a few celebratory frothies this Saturday. Should we, is it, on that note, should we give a special shout out to Sean for what we've done this season? And I mean, he's he's been here for what? How many years now? Four-ish off the top of my head? Maybe longer, five. Five or six. It's been a while. Yeah. And let's be honest, he's been put through the absolute ringer by a lot of people. 
we've asked him some pretty hard questions on here. He's always been more than accommodating um, with his time and his answers. Um, you know, you only have to go back through certain Facebook posts over the previous years where, and he gets absolutely hounded. Um, and I think I feel like this season is just reward for for him and all the staff that have put in plenty of hard work and the results haven't been there on the pitch and now we finally have a bit of both so it's great he joined just before um who was like worldwide search we did for the coach tony wormsley yes wormsley he joined just before wormsley didn't he it was around that era yeah had a few errors. We have. <laughs> We've had so a few errors. <laughs> so he has been dragged through the proverbial all the way. And he's come out the other side looking pretty good um, as yeah. it stands today, I think. So full credit to Sean. Um, and, you know, it hasn't been an easy ride, I'm sure, by any it's, stretch of the it's imagination. been a long road. But, um, you know, I speak for all of us here where we – I can say we definitely really appreciate um, everything you've done for not just the podcast but, um, yeah, for the club. Yeah, I was telling up how many shows he's been on. We're going to have to do that. Yeah. I've yeah. been a bit lazy with that lately. Sorry. I, I was actually going to give him a call for his birthday today and just stitch him up on the pod. But can we so, do that? We, we can, actually. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably in the middle of dinner at the moment. I though. don't care. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Sean. Birthday it's Pete from dinner. Optus here. I'd like to <laughs> discuss your mobile telephone plan. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the soft launch of uh, 21-22 memberships uh, is going ahead this week, um, so you can keep an eye out for more information coming out from the club in the next week as well there. Yep, tomorrow, Wednesday, well, Wednesday, yeah. um, the auto-renew kicks in, so... Happy days. If you don't want that to happen, you might want to go sort that out As right if now. you wouldn't want to auto-renew, because uh, next week we're going to... Oh, next, next week? Next season we're winning the league. Well, You're going to be there for that. This season we're winning it. Next season we're doing the double. <laughs> we'll get around us. Please do not tell Melissa I took the auto-renew box. <laughs> 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 for for how many memberships, Aaron? I'm not telling that. <laughs> oh, okay. On my renewal is one, two, three, four, five, six. It's just six. Only six. That's all right. Six. That's Only six. Yeah. yeah. There may be a few goldies in there. <laughs> we do it for love. We do. We absolutely do. Of course, over the weekend, the Mariners Academy were back at Plume on Sunday Arvo as we played host to Blacktown Spartans. 1-0 win goal courtesy of Matthew Cahill. So good to see him back from his loan spell over in Hong Kong. Yeah, I really rate Cahill. Um, missed him while he was away in Hong Kong, but did quite well in Hong Kong uh, in a pretty pretty hard league and hard sort of circumstances all during COVID and all that sort of stuff. So good to see him back. Um, another grinding performance probably fair to say uh against blacktown who uh, i think they're they're in second last uh on the table there thereabouts so a game we should have won and we did um and was very important three points to stay in touch with that top five and top four go up don't they so yeah that's right so only two points behind northern tigers who are in fifth at the moment and only three points behind uh Northwest Sydney Spirit, who are in fourth in that last uh, promotion place. There, it is pretty condensed from second down. Western Sydney are currently sitting in second on twenty-seven points, whereas we're in sixth on twenty-three points. So, still a fair bit of football to be played across the season, and every chance we could be looking at promotion this season. 
Cahill got the goal, but I hope he didn't get an injury later on in the game because he did um, uh, go off and seemed to be getting a fair bit of attention there. So let's mm. hope uh, positives for him. Um, the opposition, they were okay, but um, their striker didn't have much credibility, um, <laughs> according to the <laughs> because he blew up about a throw-in that was clearly ours right in front of us and um, the ref uh, was loud enough so that we could hear him say, you've got no credibility, Nine, and so we let him know that we didn't have much credibility either for most of the game. So And special, special shout-out to Mark Marich. <laughs> oh, yes. That was a previous game. That was a previous it? game, yes. but yeah, no, you can have another one. We did was enjoy it? that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, I might sue you for thinking that he plays for Blacktown, but you know, whatever. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> of course, our upcoming game or our next game is again back at home, Plume Park, Sunday the 13th, uh, as we play host to the Southern District Raiders. Uh, so get down there on Sunday afternoon after we beat MacArthur uh, on the Saturday and uh, get behind the boys in their charge for promotion. Great place to celebrate the day after the game. Yes. Oh, yes. Central Coast United uh, also had another win this weekend. 2-1 win over the Inner West Hawks. Uh, goals to Scotty McGinley and Tommy Lyons. I just wish their games weren't on the same time as ours. Oh, it's been a long time since I've watched a United match. I was so keen to see that they were at home on Saturday and then I was like, shit, that is exactly the same time yeah. as the week off. I totally forgot that we had a game. <laughs> um, so I suppose that's the downside of the A-League being in winter. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, would cause clashes. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Um, I'd love to see more double headers with Central Coast United and um, and the Mariners Academy mm. at Bloom. They could right. be in the same competition next season if like, things even United and Mariners. Out. We've seen that before. We have Central Coast United's first ever game. Um, they were the curtain raiser for the Mariners at, mm. uh, at Central Coast Stadium, and I think. The Mariners didn't go so well that day, but Central Coast United got a 5-1 win, so that was pretty good. Uh, United currently sitting in sixth on the ladder, as we mentioned, top eight go up from MPL3 this year, so uh, currently still on track. Next game for Central Coast United is against Canterbury-Bankstown, one of the 13 Bankstown teams in the MPL competition, on Sunday, 4pm, down at the Crest Athletic Centre. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this. Look at this. Look at it. 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 Turning, of course, to other Australian football things. Uh, the coach killers, Central Coast Mariners, do it again as Mark Rudin gets the flick today. Um, unlucky. Uh, yeah, see ya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have yeah, liked to yeah. see these um, letters. Listen here, fuckface, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Not much sympathy uh, from anyone, I don't think, es- especially a certain ex-Fox broadcaster. Um, uh, as far as we're aware, no USBs were left in the changing room or the West Gosford <laughs> McDonald's on the way back to Sydney. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think I'm, I think I said it last week that it, they, they'd lost six or seven in a row and now I think it's either, you know, I, yeah. obviously seven or eight and then he was yeah. going to be – he was – Going to be under the pump, mm. and it's allegedly mutual. Uh, but I don't don't think it's mutual. I think it's a uh, okay, little bit of a uh, little bit of second season syndrome there. I think, and um, see you later. Mutually rack off. Should we explain the F face thing? I think we touched on it last week, didn't we? Okay, I sorry. think we did. Yeah, yeah right. very very briefly. Yeah, let's move it on then. <laughs> Uh, another uh, another coach uh, who has been chopped is Craig Deans up the road at Newcastle. Uh, that one apparently a very mutual termination. Um, I feel still... sorry for Craig Deans because <sighs> yeah. he's at the scum, and I'm not supposed to like him, but I f- like I feel kind of bad for him. Like he's, I don't hate him. No, like he's been there forever. <laughs> mm. He stepped in. He's stepped into the role a couple of 
times now and been the caretaker and stepped in when they've needed him. He's, I think at one stage he was like the bloody women's coach as well as the A-League yeah. one when whoever was there last moved on from the head coach role. He's done basically everything, everything that's been asked of him and then, you know, they obviously haven't had a good season and he's copped a lot from their fans. And I mean, he didn't he, even want the job. No, like, what's he supposed to do? Like, he, he can only work with what he has. Mm. Um, he's owned by you know th- three other bloody A League clubs who are <laughs> stealing his, you know, fucking players and shit and all this weird stuff. Like, it's a mess. It's a mess. I thought um, I knew you, Boise. So disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> FTS baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rumour is uh, that it's uh, Artie Pappas that might be getting the job up there, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's in line for the Western United job as well. Mm. Well, back at Jets, they haven't even finished the season yet. No, that's right. They've still got a game to play, don't they? Yeah. Well, well yet to see if they're going to call it off or not. Uh, I think Thursday night, it's I think going it to be is. Thursday night oh, in Sydney. It. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. So It so might they, be worth they... going to that one to throw wooden spoons at them. <laughs> it's being cl- played behind closed doors oh, for some reason. Damn it. Oh. Because it's City's home game. We can lob some spoons over the doors, mm. I guess. <laughs> so they get need a, a plane. <laughs> fly a giant spoon over it. <laughs> can we get some quotes, actually, yeah. tonight? <laughs> so they need they need at least a point, don't they, to avoid the spoon? Yeah, Is I think right? a point will will do it. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that plays out for them. Mm. Surely Western Sydney have uh, re-signed their coach or he's signed for two years down there, is he? I hope so. Excellent. Is Ziggy there too? I hope so. Excellent. <laughs> I'll leave that right there. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> what a shit no, team. No winning for you. There's <laughs> a winning culture going. <laughs> Ginger fraud. Alrighty. <laughs> um, of course, the Socceroos were back in action over the last few days. Uh, we saw a 3-0 win over Kuwait uh, with Matt Leckie, Jackson Irvine and Aiden Hrustik uh, getting the three goals there. Matthew Leckie signing for Melbourne City. Can someone check their books, please? The joke, isn't it? What for? What do you mean, what for? The sal- Which set oh, of books? The, sal- the salary cap actually <laughs> creates a level playing field. <coughs> which, which book? The one that's here or the one that's in the Cayman Islands? <laughs> the one that is never looked at. Which oh, book no, are we checking? I should not have told me about that secret illegal <laughs> bank account. <laughs> Mate, there's, the, there's about 47 different types of t- player that you can have in your squad that if you've got deep enough pockets, you can have what you want. And... Uh, and, and yeah, suffice to say that this year there was no real salary cap and um, that's just about from our own owner's mouth. And uh, so let us hope that next year some of these um, people don't go as well as we think because uh, we want to continue. They must be using a lot of third-party deals or something. That's the only way I can see them signing that many Decent players. Well, there's a marquee foreigner, the marquee Socceroo, the young marquee, the I developed some bloke from around the corner, the marquee uh, mascot, the marquee, um, I don't know, janitor. There's about 14 oh, different yeah. marquees. There's so it's many full. There's so enough? many workarounds in the cap now. Like there's yeah. the one that if you have a long-serving player, there's yep. a, I think yeah. it's like a certain portion of their wage sits outside the cap. There's What's so the much of that stuff yep. that that's these – Guys that have the money, they can do that. Yeah, they the biggest, they will use everything they can to get whatever money they can to sit outside the cap, within the rules or not not within the rules. If you buy into the conspiracy theories, which I'm all for, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's so many workarounds. There's no point in having a cap. The like, biggest thing, if you ask me about it, is that the bloke who owns the smallest club in the league wants to get rid of the cap. What do you think that means? <laughs> Does the cap do any many favours? Ah, uh, no. And that's from the horse's mouth. That mm. is from the horse. <laughs> 
All right. Um, moving right along. Of course. You can tell Moz has had a long day. Have <laughs> <laughs> to. Yes, I have. Moving right along, we saw the Socceroos in action again this morning, a 6-1 win over Taiwan. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you, China. Taiwan. <laughs> uh, Harry Suter climbing down from his beanstalk to open the scoring there. Uh, <laughs> before your Pete's mate, had a long day too. <laughs> before your mate Jamie McLaren, Sir Taps, a lot tapping one home from the penalty spot. Trent Sainsbury and Mitchell Duke uh, getting a couple of goals as well. So, yeah, how good. I did get up for the Q8 game. I did not get up for this one. I'm not, <laughs> not going to lie, but shout out to Ruan. Awesome to see his make his uh, yes. Australia debut. I thought it was James Holland that went on. <laughs> if you believe the local coverage, yes. Um, there was a few mistakes there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bit of a tough one to get wrong too. Let's, you know. Um, but, yeah, awesome and great recognition of um, the fantastic know, such a good season. Mm. So. Did good too on that cow paddock they were using as a pitch. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he only had, uh, I think he came on about the 84th or 5th minute, so it wasn't a long debut, but, um, yeah, did a good job. Of course, we only need a draw with Nepal to um, to get through to the uh, next round of qualification there, but it should be as good as done now. The score was 5-1, by the way, not 6 so apparently I've just been told the score was 5-1 and That's I right. can't count. And there's also uh, someone who put that in the run sheet has really fucked me over. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Cheers, Jeff. It is that time of the week, of course, where we answer your questions. Thank you so much for all your submissions across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, not TikTok, uh, but the ccmfans.net forum as well. Maybe we, maybe we should get on TikTok. Actually. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't need any more tracking devices. <laughs> I was listening to ABC Radio on the way here. This is how much I don't want to listen to TikTok or look at TikTok. They're talking about it. Apparently, there was teenagers that... Um, Oh, the Super Tramp song is uh. apparently popular on TikTok, uh. and they're amazed that their parents knew this song. <laughs> the whole song. I was like, "How do you know that? It only came out like this week." <laughs> oh dear! Well played. First up this week is Paul Hans. G'day, Paul. Hope you're well, mate. Uh, thoughts on another Victorian team's manager being sacked after losing to us? Hilarious. <laughs> um, we have form. Well, lovely. Who? Who else is there? So we got Rudin. Uh, the first one that springs to mind for some reason is uh, Sydney FC, was it? Terry Butcher? Yeah, Terry Butcher. We should have, like, scared him out of a job. That was after the 7-2, wasn't it? Mm, i have to get back to you on that, but didn't... That's um, like... Who was the VUC manager who got... Deep down in the uh, memory. Brebs, he got sacked. Was that after us or was that after someone else? No, that was after... Oh. We've got a few, though. Yeah, we've got four. It's good. Um, anyway, for, lol. Farina? Oh, Farina, fuck. <laughs> we have chalked up a few victims in the past after games where we've won uh, a coach's got the flick. So We've also uh, sacked a few coaches. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. That's also fair. We've we've got a few good stories. Like imagine being sacked from your own house and then storming out of your own land room. Yeah. <laughs> There's a cafe. We didn't, we didn't do a day trip there one day. Yeah, it's actually a really good cafe. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. Get photos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Needham, shout out Johnny. Uh, how fucking great was Saturday night, lads? I think that was the first time my kids have felt just how intensely great it can feel to support a football team. Kudos to Basic Steam for getting into it in the second half after a bit of a slow start. I can explain. I had my two-year-old there with me. I wasn't in the Bay first half. 
Yeah. <laughs> and you bring it to life. Yeah. My man. Just a couple of questions, Johnny says. Any idea on what the total cap can be for the ground this weekend? I believe it's 100%. Should be. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I don't think we have any restrictions. Yeah. I was told that the stadium went back to 100% months, months ago, but the A-League head honchos wanted to keep it 50%, but then that seemed to disappear once COVID wasn't as bad as it was. Mm. Um, now that the A-League isn't really taking care of it, it's the head of it. APL. Yeah. Mm. Um, they're probably 100% because of money. Yeah. I think it will be, I think it will be opened up. Um, it will be at least 75% surely. Anyway, um, I haven't heard anything about restrictions, so I'm assuming 100%. Are there any off-contract players throughout the league that you think we should be making a push for next season, especially if Danny De Silva leaves? <clears throat> um... Yes, <laughs> in short, uh, yeah, we, yeah. There's obviously there's going to be a lot. If you if you think there's a lot of player movements, normally I think there's going to be a lot in this off season. Given uh, the whole TV deal coming to an end, I feel like a lot of players were probably only contracted for one year if they were re-signed, or even if you re-sign someone at the start of last season, you probably only really did it for two years because everybody knew that knew that the TV deal was going to come to an end, and a lot of unsureties around money and the salary cap and all that sort of stuff um too hard to probably name names now but yeah there's there's we know that there's going to be movement there we know that there's going to be movement within our club and there's 100 percent players across the league that we should be looking at i'm going with um one name just as an example of the type of player <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with this. He was the ninth uh, academy product of ours that was on the pitch at the end of the game on Saturday night, Lockie Wales, and I banged on about him last week and I'd have him back in a heartbeat. I think Alan and, and Naz could improve him. And uh, so I'm not hung up so much on him, although I am, um, but I am into the idea of young players with good potential who can be improved to um, fit into spaces and uh, I think Lockie's one of those kinds of players. Sorry, Pete. No, that's all right. I was going to say maybe we put together a short list and um, come back in a season wrap up after the grand final and um, go go along. That's uh, that I'm mode. up for that. Yeah, it's it's a very good short. question for another show once yeah. we've had a chance to look at could other be an entire show yeah. really. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get back to you, Johnny. Um, Keenan Jensen for next season. Thoughts on Dan Hall playing right back? I like him at centre back. Yep, I'll have him in any position he wants. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Dan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you genuinely didn't mean that either, the exactly. way that that actually what is came wrong out. With you three? God. Well, you can tell it's bloody 7.30 and I think we've all had a long day. Yeah, let's keep punching through. Um, <laughs> David Foxhall, do you think that Alan will start with the same team as Saturday? No. Assuming that uh, Bazanic is okay, mm. he'll come back in. Uh, please put his on the right, mm. uh, like we've seen previously. And if the silver's fit, you start him back on the left. Yep. And if uh, Simo and Urania are good to go, I think you start them both up top. Yep. We put, we, put Clisby up top. We go. <laughs> I think we go. We go back to uh, the MacArthur game from. Yeah. Yeah, from, I was about yeah, to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Go back to that. Yep. But with Hall in for Ruan. Yes, true. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, cool, cool. Thurbs on the ccmfans.net forum. Were there any USBs left behind in the away dressing room at the weekend? <laughs> no. I went to West Gosford Maccas just to make sure. <laughs> and then Pennant Hills. Um, and then 
Sydney Airport. You followed uh, them all the way. Well, apparently they were staying in Coogee. So, Coogee? Um, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Did you legitimately go to West Coast for Maccas? Maybe. Uh, was it busy? <laughs> there's a lot of McDonald's for potential USBs to be left in between uh, CCS and Coogee. So <laughs> I, need, I, I need more help. I reckon there was probably a lot of tears in there myself, but forget USBs. As long as you stayed 100 metres away from Mel on the way back. Oh, yeah. There was some good swearing on the sidelines as well. If you listen back to the, oh, the he match. doesn't mind to swear, does he? Old, old Marky Mark and Not the, just him, uh, the sacked bunch. I'm going to quote uh, <laughs> Miller here: "Alu, fucking run." <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Andrew on Twitter asks: Do we expect Stadge to remain next season, especially if he can't spend the money that he'd like to be able to match clubs like City and Sydney FC? Are we a good club for his profile in terms of getting shit working without money? Absolutely. Look at what he's done. Yeah. So that looks good on his profile, yeah? Yep. Would you stay here and make a project of it and then move on to greener pastures once that project is complete? Once the project's complete, we've got to win uh, the Asian Champions League. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we've got to win the ACL <laughs> first, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. I mean, we could potentially be banned from the ACL for a few years given what's happened with the clubs uh, currently pulling out. And kettle of fish, but yeah. The AFC not really wanting us in Asia anyway, so mm-hmm. bring back the glory days of Oceania. Um, I think Stadge knew the terms and conditions before he signed, like any coach does here, I think, maybe except for one who will remain nameless. Um, but I think Stadge knew and I think he is happy here at the moment. Agree. How can you not? You have to know. That's just a part of our DNA. If you come here, you come here to develop youth and pay, you know, nothing for it and uh, make it into something good. And I'll tell you what, he's been successful at it. So if he wants to continue that rise, he's got that opportunity and I damn well hope he does. There's always a risk that clubs like, you know, Sydney or or Wanderers are going to throw bucket loads of cash and promises at him. But, you know, if he goes to a place like the Wanderers, (laughs) he sets his career back two or three years if he goes down there. And if he doesn't get immediate (laughs) success, he's gone. So Western Sydney, the new poison chalice, not us. (laughs) How does it feel? Um, and he also asks, Andrew does, uh, when we have a home grand final this season, surely we won't be forced to move it away from Gosford. Yes. I think even <laughs> regardless of who we play, yes. So what's the timeline? Unfortunately. Win this weekend. Mm-hmm. Win away in Sydney. Win away in Sydney, and then which Bris- gives us... No. Well, Brisbane or Adelaide would need to be Melbourne City. Yes. And then we would have the home grand final. And then we win rights. Yeah. Yep. That's the timeline. And it'd be the they'd, be, they'd be mad to move it if we were facing Brisbane or Adelaide. Absolutely mental. They, they will. You know they will. <sighs> no, I don't think they will. We're I think it. it's going to be 20K. It's going to be sick. Let's yeah, but they'll want 40K. It'll they won't get bank, 40K. It'll go to No, they won't get 40K. That's a stupid thing. Actually, yeah, yeah I wouldn't but be surprised to see them move it They just want money. Oh. The more seats, the better. It's like it's when the we corporate stuff. It's yeah. that money and there's a lot of corporate facilities there. So I can see it happening. But um, in the current, you know, environment that we've had, I just think that there could be a small heart in there somewhere in the ACL. It's not going to happen. Previous, previous <laughs> incarnations of FFA, APL, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, maybe. And with previous people in charge here that maybe may have rolled over. Yeah. But I, I, I think Sean would like, no. Money. He, he he would not let that happen at all. Luke, 
in the current climate of football, no, how much does money <laughs> talk? Don't care. I don't, don't care. care. How much proof <laughs> don't care. is there that so money so talks? Sean, <laughs> Sean will fight night and... And he should. Flipping day. Um, he should. For be, it. Because we lost 2,000 plus fans, 2,000 plus members probably, but 2,000 plus fans the day they made that decision the first time. Yeah, and that burned people. It burned still people burns forever. People. We could get those 2,000 back, but not if we're that team that just gets our ass dragged down there yeah. like that. We cross that bridge when we come to it, but uh, like we said earlier, it's coming home. And that means the grand final is coming here. So we're all good. Happy days. Football is coming home. <laughs> You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. I love you. No homo. Of course, we look ahead to this Saturday, the elimination final, home elimination final. The Mariners are playing finals football. Never going to get tired of saying that. Uh, we host MacArthur FC, the Cowbells from down the road and somewhere inland, wherever they are, at Central Coast Stadium this Saturday, 7.05 p.m. Fellas, how are we feeling? Just on like where they actually are, aren't they building their centre of excellence in a place that's literally a village? <laughs> I'm pretty know. sure they are. Like I'd, I had never heard of it and it's called something village and that's where they're going to build their centre of excellence. But Sounds right. Anyway, yep. um, I mean, like we said to Nahul, three from three against them this season. I don't see any reason why that changes, really. If, if we have a full team again, if we have Bazanic back, um, obviously Dan Hall will be in centre-back who's slotted in perfectly. Wouldn't even know that we're missing Ruan. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm not that nervous about this game. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm okay. Every win we have against them draws near our, our next loss. That's all right. We'll just win this one, yeah. and then they can beat us in the regular season next season. Who cares? It's fine. No, I don't know. I'll be honest. I'm, I am positive about it, but there's always that nagging feeling that um, I don't know. It's just not going to go away. I don't think we're under any pressure, and I think that is really going to be telling in this one. That um, the if we don't get there. We've had a great season. So to me, there's no pressure. I think our boys, there's enough professionalism and leadership there to continue the trend. Um, uh, the cowbells, bullshit artists, <laughs> I, th- I think is probably more appropriate. And is, wasn't MacArthur a sheep farmer? But anyway, um, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I just can't see any, any reason that things are going to turn around. I think that those have been some of our most dominant performances of the year and I can't see us going in there overconfident. So therefore, um, why wouldn't we all go there confident? They go there confident and um, yeah, get the bickies. I don't want to say it, but I think the ref, whoever the ref will be, will have a big say on the game. He's going to have some, yeah. yeah. If yeah. it's Stephen Lucas, I'm changing my suggestion right now. I'm getting... I, w- I was totally fine, but just speaking about it now is starting to sort of kick a bit, the nerves, <laughs> you know. Well, they'll be missing Puyo. Yep. Who got a red card against yep. Wellington. Uh, they got dominated by Wellington, but they obviously played a little bit of a second string side. Mm. Um, so they're not going to have him. They're not going to have Jean Rowe, who's been pretty good for them this season, who's away for the Socceroos. Not, not the young Socceroos. I think he's in. he's with the first team, I think. Off the off the top of my head, and there's also someone else. I think they've got another one with the Socceroos. Mm. I'm trying to think, but I like no matter who comes in. I, from what we've seen, the three times we've played them this season, like I said, there's there's the the threats 
are really up top. I think they've got a pretty. Um, it's not. It's not a weak backline, but it's pretty slow. It's not very attacking. You got very James Meredith <laughs> on the left. He does not. He's not really a wing back. Mm. Um, Ivan Franjic, who's not the player he was when he was at Brisbane or mm. even Melbourne City. Mm. Um, Sushnia, Sushnia, <laughs> who's the tallest centre back I've ever seen in my life. Uh, that'll be a pretty good battle with him and Simo. Yeah, <laughs> Uz Cock is tall. Well, <laughs> he? he's not a centre back. He's been playing in midfield. Um, <laughs> He's thing. the tallest outfield player in the league this um, year, I think. I, that'll be a pretty good battle with Simo and him, like it was the other week in MacArthur. Um, I think I think Simo needs to step up there a bit and get in his face, mm. rattle him a bit, mm. um, sort of try and put him off. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if he puts Milligan back into centre-back or he puts Jake McGing there, who was there against Wellington. So... They'll, they'll have a few changes from the game against Wellington, which could potentially throw things out a little bit, hopefully. But Susayeta and Derbyshire are going to be the, the two big threats that a young Dan Hall is going to have to um, stand up again and try and stop them from doing their thing. And why won't he? Like, that to me is all they've got. They've got that yeah. bit of creative with Susayeta, but, but, but really, you know... He got a bit lucky, if you ask me, in that last game and um, he's probably got a sore ankle based on how soft he is and fallen over behind the goals three weeks ago. It's probably <laughs> True. still sore. True. Um, and as for Devonshire, well... <laughs> Devonshire. <laughs> <laughs> he's quality. He's pretty good quality. Yeah, he's but, good. Uh, but we've got to, you know, we've got to step up to that and I think we can. And uh, as for your suggestion about Matty Simon, I reckon this is when he can uh, really shine. So hopeful for seeing that. And um, I think we've got some real attacking threats that are going to make it really hard for that slow back four that you were talking about. And so I think it'll probably go in a similar pattern to what we've seen. What about do we do we start Lewis Miller again at right back instead of Stefan Negro? Yes. Based on Negro's form, based on Miller's performance... Last They'll be week. up against all, won't they? Depending if he starts. If, if he starts. Depending if he starts, yeah. yeah. So mm. I'd start Lewis again. I'd start Lewis again, absolutely. Yeah, I was happy with his with yeah. yeah. He's, he's, done he's nothing getting better. To, yep. Yeah, done nothing to deserve to not get another go. But I'm pretty fifty fifty on the pair of them. So I think they can both do a job to be honest. And um we'll definitely have Roberto Carlos there. So, you know. <laughs> I was about to say him and Roberto Carlos against a pretty average left and right back for MacArthur, if we can get those sort of overlaps happening, um, I think that puts us in pretty good stead. With Marco dropping deep and pulling the strings again from, you know, between the lines, if he if he performs anywhere near as well as he did last time we were down there. Oof. Oof. oof he was oof. incredible that night. Mm. So, Oh, yes. Well, you know, like I said, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. I'm not going to ask for score predictions because I don't want to. Um, I don't want to hear it. Um, let's just... Imagine sitting, here, plays out. imagine sitting here at the end of last season and saying we felt pretty confident going into a finals game. A home final against, after finishing third. Against MacArthur after <laughs> finishing third. Ridiculous. What a timeline we are currently living. Almost as ridiculous as we're going to finish in front of victory. I just wish my hopes <laughs> and expectations could line up. <laughs> it's all been that way all year. I'm a torn man. <laughs> well, don't be torn on Saturday. Saturday, because we need you rousing the crowd just like last week. 
Yep. As we said, everyone, whether you've never been to the bay, whether you used to go to the bay, whether you still go to the bay, whether you've never left the bay, um, if you can, please get uh, down to Bay 16 and um, let's get uh, let's get loud, let's get rowdy and... Um, Come say hello. Yeah, Hon- come honestly, say come say hello to the guy with the drum and the megaphone. Yeah, buy us a beer. <laughs> <laughs> or cider. <laughs> don't You don't need to spice alcohol. It's fine. Just come say hello and chat or sing, preferably. Yeah, get around it. Get around us. Um, Have fun. Get around the boys and uh, let's get the job done this Saturday. Do I'm, some cardio. I'm keen. I'm keen. You guys mm. keen or what? Keen as... Do it. I can't wait, actually. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> this is the most yes. excited I've been about a game for a while. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, we'll leave it there for this week's episode of the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Thank can, you all so much for tuning in. Can here. I just ask one question? Of course. I think Berrigidi is one of two keepers that's played every game this season. We were You were going through that. I was working before. them out yeah. slowly. Mm. I can't check everyone at the moment. A bit limited. But, uh, yeah, not, not Victory, not City, not Adelaide, not Brisbane... I don't think MacArthur, no, not MacArthur, West United. Macar- I'm pretty sure MacArthur have only used Federici. Perth, uh, I think have used two. I think so. so. Yeah, I reckon Beers is one of two. Possibly. One of two, maybe three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not uh, not a bad stat to have. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's been pretty impressive how how well some of the other teams' second string keepers have performed. Um, looking at Adelaide, they've had uh, Delianov and um, uh, uh, Gachi. Gachi, yeah, Gachi stepped up quite well when Delianov was out. Oh, I listened to previous pods and we wrote him off <laughs> when he was here. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Big time. Uh, that's for another day entirely, though. We uh, will wrap this one up and leave it there for this evening. Thank you once again for tuning in to uh, the Coast Football Ramble podcast, the finals edition. Jeez, oh, oh, that feels weird to say. How good does that sound? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you all on Saturday. And uh, if we don't, well, we'll see you all next week regardless uh, as we continue our march on towards the uh, bringing it home. <laughs> Toilet seat. Oh, one last thing. Sorry. <laughs> Can I just say, fuck Channel 7 and their shit coverage on Sunrise this morning. Oh. It was, yeah, less than ideal calling uh, calling Nizzy John Nisbet. Yeah, and saying that Mariners are playing the Central Coast this weekend. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty... I mean, the whole thing was pretty disrespectful just, at the end of the day. Yeah, they would ask the players a question, a stupid question, and then not care about the answer and then just walk straight on without any retort or anything. It's just yeah. You know what the old saying is? Nobody screws. <sighs> nobody screws. A soccer like seven. Like seven. Yeah. Oh, well. Let's I leave it on a positive note. Let's be keen to have a long neck to be a goose. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's leave Sorry. it on a positive note. Let's finish. Let's get keen for this Saturday. Come down and say good day. Get into May sixteen. Um, get ready. Let's do it. Make some noise. Fucking finals football, baby. <laughs> Oh, yes, let's do it. All right, wrapping and packing this. Uh, thank you all once again for tuning in, and we'll see you all oh. very soon. <laughs> Buy streamers and bring them to the bay. Yes, do that. Okay. Yellow streamers. Yellow and blue. All right, see you all next time. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. way to wrap that part up I think anything else we want to say fuck you we fucking got you again (laughs) got him (laughs) got him fuck you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, refreshing and delicious the coast football ramble podcast (laughs) get us in the ear holes what's um (laughs) would you like a fresco